When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. This is the day's play for DrinkWise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Paul Bonds or Rupert Sapper with you as the Adelaide 36ers get the win on Christmas Eve, 95 to 88. Uh, Sapper, let's look at some stats for budget car and truck rental, please. Well, big standout stats. Nathan... Sobe, 36 points. He was outstanding Amazing. for the Bullets. Josh Bannon had 10 rebounds. They were uh, statistical uh, points of interest. But uh, I really felt that it was the 36 was shooting. You know, they haven't shot that well for a while, but end up going 10 of 22, 45% from the three-point line and notoriously bad uh, this year from the three-point line, the Sixers. Yeah. So uh, none bigger than the couple of three-pointers that end up blowing, up, blowing out the game in the last minute. But... Um, shot very well, the Sixers, and forced 10, or got 10 steals and forced 14 turnovers. They're both, they're all above average for the Sixers. So the style of play seems to be different. A little bit more flying around on defense, a bit more aggressive, creating some um, turnovers from defense and then turning those into fast break points. So points off turnovers ended up leveling out a little bit, but at one stage there, um, Adelaide was significantly in front, particularly at halftime. It ended up being 15 points off turnovers to 11. And that's because Brisbane Bullets got a lot of that back in that fourth quarter that they started to dominate the rebound and started to get out and go. And I think the, the most interesting thing for me in that game was the two different lineups that the coaches had out there in that fourth quarter. The guard lineup for the Brisbane Bullets yep. and daring the Sixers to beat them on the inside and then coming down and hitting three-pointers down the other end. And that's what got them back from that 8-10 to 10 point deficit that they were sort of stuck at for a while and got them, uh, you know, drew them, drew them back to, to level pegging. And then, ironically, they subbed the big guys back in and ended up losing again. So, um, but it was, uh, yeah, game of, game of chess. And Scott Ninnis and his boys would be very proud of the effort they put up. And you've seen it for the last couple of weeks, Bonds, just a little bit more uh, self-belief and a little bit more potentially just freedom. doesn't necessarily mean a specific instruction from the coach, but yeah. it's just, oh, well. You know, what's the worst that could happen? We could play bad and someone get fired. Oh, well, that's already happened. Well, yeah. throw caution to the wind now, shall we? So yeah. I think that was, um, you know, very important as well. But, yeah, really statistically, it was the shooting percentage, particularly from the three-point line, I thought, from the Sixers, that was the telling factor in this game. Let's touch on Brisbane a little. You mentioned Nathan Sobey and what an outstanding game he had. Um, uh, Harrison's last quarter, and, he, and probably in the second half, but he was he was excellent in that last term, wasn't he? Well, we'll talk about that three-headed monster um, a little bit later. But their three centres just they just consistently provide a big target down one end and a rim protector down the other. And I thought at both ends, Harrison, particularly in that fourth quarter when they were making that run, when he was the only big guy on, yes. but they were you know they were very very good. And he was he managed to he, he was hard showing. They were dragging him up into on-ball screens. But then he was racing back to the level of the basket as that ball got out. And he was still able to make an impact on that uh, that right near the basket. So defensively, he was very good. And then down the offensive end, 
It's kind of like four guards orbiting this big monolith on the inside, and yeah. they're able to get in and draw more, more often than not Isaac Humphreys on that rotation. And then Harrison was able to either clean up an offensive rebound or get his own um, shots in a, uh, for a dunks and strong finishes. So, yeah, he was very good in that last quarter and, and a large reason why they made that run. What about a play of the game for Burbank Holmes inspiring design and personal service? There was some big plays, especially in that second half. Yeah, well, look, that uh, Khadid lobbed to Jacob Wiley. Uh, yep. That was outstanding. It was from the centre court. It was right on the money, and Wiley hammered it home. And wasn't Wiley's game fantastic. He was a double-double. I think he was finishing with you know, the 21 points and 12 rebounds and four he assists. He was massive, massive yeah, tonight. He was. He was so good. And uh, But, you know, when, when, in the context of the game... That, that that double step step back uh, three pointer from DJ Vasiljevic uh, when the scores were locked up with more than a minute to go. I mean that was absolutely massive. And and then you know the unfortunate play of the game for the Brisbane was that that unsportsmanlike foul. We talked about that. Josh Bannon uh, clumsy foul. Is, is that just a, a brain explosion from Brett Bannon? Or I think it is. Yeah. You know, like you know you'd expect him to be smarter than that, and I'd, you'd want that foul back. And he probably I don't know. I can't imagine he was intentionally trying to foul him, but no. because his arm went over his shoulder and nowhere near the ball, you've got to call it. And that gave Trey Kell two free throws, which he made. He was eight for nine from the three point yep. uh, from the free throw line tonight, and then got the ball back. And in the next possession, Kell hits that um, that next step back. So, and that was it. Eight point game. It went from from uh, you know tied up to 20 seconds later, eight point difference, and that was pretty much the game. So, you know, the basketball can be. You know, horrible sometimes and very cruel, and that's what happened to the Bullets tonight. Just got on the wrong end of some pretty amazing plays from the Sixers, and um, that's what the Sixers have needed. And what's what good teams do? They seem to have big players make big plays at big times. Well, will Scott Ninnis take a lot away from? Like we've said that they hadn't lead, hadn't been in front at halftime for 13 games. They lead by 10 points at uh, halftime tonight, but they were challenged by the Bullets and the. the you could almost feel in the building going, oh, no, not again. But they got back to level, and they made some massive plays in that last couple of minutes to get the win. Well, they did, and I thought the Bullets made two runs. One was at the yep. start of the third quarter when they noticed that yes. they picked up their defense and the, the energy was out of the building, and they got But Sixers somehow managed to fumble forward and keep a 10-point buffer there. But then when they, at the start of that, probably halfway through that um, fourth quarter when, you know, Shula changed the lineup and went guard heavy. They came roaring back. Yeah, you'd be right. Six, six of fans uh, would be thinking, oh, no, it's going to happen again. But it didn't. And I think there's a mindset, or there's definitely a mindset, that accompanies being able to get out of those games. And you look at the, t the type of shots that Sixers was, were taking now that they weren't taking you know, four or five weeks ago, just mm -hmm. those transition pull-up threes and, yep. and uh, whipping the ball around and, and you know, trying to take some, make some more aggressive decisions on defense, which creates a few more turnovers and ignites the, the, the running. So I think a lot of good things happened uh, that were the cause of, um, you know, some just aggressive mindset things. Yeah. So, yeah, love the, uh, the you know, if, you talk, if you're Scott Ninnis, you know, what does that look like? It looks like there's a change of game plan. And you don't like to put it all on that, but there's a, there is a freshness about what, how the Sixers are playing right now. And... Um, 
you know, he did shake a few things up and there'd be a few people over the first couple of games who weren't happy with his rotations because they were used to playing and then didn't. Yes. You know, but you give credit to Jason Caddy and, and uh, Kyron Galloway who were on the receiving end of some of those DNPs and um, they came out and had real impacts, particularly Kyron Galloway in that um, second quarter. You know, he came out and hit seven points and was very instrumental in maintaining and or gaining that lead. And then Caddy uh, with his smart head was able to make some heady plays as well and just you know it's it's good to have that extra guard there to give some break to people but you know DJ was outstanding and Wiley was outstanding I thought Humphreys was very good and so was Trey Kell so they're the probably the big four um, and you know if they're playing well your know, sixes will be around the mark yeah I agree uh, we're going to speak to Isaac Humphreys hopefully uh, very, very shortly. So um, we might just take a little break and then come back after that, hopefully with the big Adelaide centre, uh, Isaac Humphreys. You might sing us a Christmas song too, Sapper. Um, this is the day's play for DrinkWise. If you choose to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Back soon. This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. It is all over here and the Adelaide 36ers get the win. 95 to 88, seven-point win over the Brisbane Bullets. And this is drink. Uh, this is the uh, day's play for Drinkwise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Sapper, we were just waiting on Isaac Humphreys to come and join us. Isaac Humphreys is coming to join us very soon as uh, team manager Jazzy does the, some of his finest work and goes to fetch Isaac for us. Um, Player of the game first before Isaac gets here for tyre power. Selected Kumo ties at slam dunk prices. Some pretty awesome performances. Nathan Sobey's 36 points. We don't see that too much in the 40-minute era, no. those, high, those high 30s. So he was outstanding, but on a losing effort, unfortunately. And there's some really good performances from the Sixers. DJ Vasiljevic, 23 points to lead his team, along with six assists, also a team high. Um, but I felt like um, Jacob Wiley's... Um, outstanding double-double of 12 rebounds and 21 points was a 9 of 12 shooting, no less. Uh, he was outstanding all the way through and had four assists as well and just did a, a mountain of work and, and uh, you know, really, um, you know, there when it needed to be counted and making some really good decisions off the on-ball screens as well and, and um, you know, those sort of uh, plays when the ball and DJ Vasiljevic is being doubled and ball squirts out to Wiley, what happens after that? And the offense can fa- fail or or be made on the decision of guys like Jacob Wiley and, this, and Isaac Humphreys today as well. So, yeah, that was um, yeah, really important, I thought. And Wiley popped up at real opportune times, high percentage scoring and big rebounds to help ignite the fast break. So Jacob Wiley, player of the game. He was, yeah, he was just brilliant. I thought that's uh, probably the best game he's played this season. And clearly, he was he was very, very good. Uh, just heard that Isaac Humphreys won't be joining us, uh, but we're trying to get DJ Vasiljevic. So we're going <laughs> to, we're trying to get a player for you. So stay with us. Uh, Sapper, just want to talk a little bit about those, those bench players. You mentioned just before um, we went to the ad break there is the likes of Kadee and Galloway who haven't played the last couple of minutes and even uh, Sunday Detch had limited minutes. They came on tonight and 
like they were part of the team. They're always part of the team, but they must you must feel a little bit, I guess, disgruntled by not all of a sudden you're playing and all of a sudden you're not. Well, you're not a professional athlete who likes to compete unless you're a little bit angry about not playing. Yes. So, you know, and that sort of stuff, particularly at their um, stage of their, of their career. I mean, Jason Kadee been there and done that, so he wouldn't have had too many DMPs for a while. So yep. that would be a big shot to his ego. And you got two responses. One is sit and pout and talk about how terrible his situation is and how the coach is, you know, doesn't yep. know what he's doing and all that sort of stuff. Or, you know, you can, you know, be a grown man about it, give everything you can to the team, just be ready when you work. And I'm watching his body language the whole time and he's he's still signing stuff with kids and he's high-fiving people and he's up on, on, and doing all that and he's, he's pre-game, he's up and about and last last home game we didn't play, he was out afterwards doing extra shots. Yes. He was just doing all the right stuff. So, you know, I guess you don't expect anything less from Kadi. Like, this, you know, he's got a um, big basketball brain there and he understands that there are various situations like that. Just on that, I did notice him a lot speaking to DJ Vasilovic who was coming off court, almost like an assistant coach, mm. going, I've noticed this, I've noticed this, yeah. I think it's inevitable that he'll go into coaching if that's what he yep. wants to do. And, and, you know, DJ's only learning the point guard craft, so whereas uh, Kadee's got a, you know, a lot of experience in that. So, yeah, lending himself to that is very important. And, you know, just to focus on uh, Jason Kadee, like you look at his stats and don't blow you out of the park. Oh, of four from the field, oh, of two. But, you know, he had three rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers and two steals. And he was a plus six, plus minus, which is the second best yep. on the team. Now, you know, things happen sometimes when people just making the right decisions. Now, some of those shots he has to take at the end of a shot clock or something like that. But Correct. Um, you know, to be able to go out there, keep a clean slate as far as turnovers goes and keeps the offense moving. Um, it can be a little bit stagnant when you get ball-dominant guards like Trey Kell or DJ um, coming off on-ball screens and doing that. But what I did like, particularly about DJ, was when that hard show came, he was getting that, you know, the the ball out of that double team. But that was Jason Cadiz's thing. Well, Nick, no, Nick Marshall's been getting some more minutes under um, Scott Linus as well, and he was a plus five. So, again, you're looking at impact from your bench and when they're rotating those guys through off that bench they were having an impact and it was a positive impact and impact for their team um and again sunday got some good minutes as well hit a couple of buckets i mean they're all sort of playing 12 to 14 minutes or thereabouts kyron galloway only seven minutes but had seven points and then just a magical period in that second quarter where things just clicked and you know hit a open three-pointer and got a um, couple of shots close to the basket as well. And um, so he was in the right spot at the right time. But what I've liked about Galloway as well, I mean, he's not going to bowl you over with his energy and enthusiasm. He's not He's not Jacob Wiley. He's, no. just, he's a quiet sort of introverted basketball character. I think he's quite funny around the, the locker room and that sort of stuff, lively there. But in terms of his on-court demeanour, he's, he's a bit of an introvert there. So... It looks like at times that he's disinterested, whereas um, I feel like particularly when I've been watching and paying particular attention to it this year, especially, is that he's been holding, he's been setting screens as opposed to just rolling out before the contact comes when it doesn't create any, any advantage for the person he's screening for. It might create some advantage for him, but I start, he's starting to think more like a um, Jesse Wagstaff type. Yes. Because you know, he's, yes. he's the prototype yes. backup four, yep. stretch four, and... You know, he's, Galloway's got a lot more physical tools to work with than, um, you know, Jesse Wagstaff ever had. But, you know, Jesse Wagstaff's got six championships. Why? Because he puts his body on the line and does that sort of stuff. And so I've noticed some of those things creeping into Galloway's game a little bit. Holding screens, um, starting to cut to other places, 
um, just getting in the right spot. A lot of that's just getting reps, you yeah. know, understanding where to run to and what to do and, and what actually gets you more open. And so, any, you know, J- Jesse Wagstaff will probably tell anyone who listen that, you know, in any way he gets open is if he sets screens. Yes. You know, and so that means, you know, three people chase it. Bryce Cotman, all he has to do is stand there and watch. Now, he's got an Australian version of Bryce Cotton on his team and DJ Vasilievich. I mean, one of those guys who you have to guard. Yes. So he's going to be drawing a lot of attention. So go set a good screen on, on DJ's man. Your player will have to help, and you'll be open on that pick and pop three. And that's what um, has happened and can happen. And he's got uh, a really nice three-point shot. I mean, but you know, what he's learning too is that you don't want to be a one-trick pony on that sort of thing. And so we've got a couple of extra buckets close to the basket tonight, which really helped tick over that scoreline and create that advantage in that second quarter. What does the win mean for Coach Scott Ninnis? Uh, it means that people are going to continue to turn up to games and that um, you know, there's a bit of freshness there. I don't know um, what it means for his you know, long-term coaching aspirations at the club. You know, no, I, think like more about, I was thinking more about his psyche at the moment. But, oh. You know, just to finally got a win. Yeah, a bit of relief I, there, maybe. I don't. I don't think uh, when it, when you haven't constructed your own team, you're not yeah. emotionally attached to it. I really think okay. he's just going in there with an element of, you know, like, let's see what we can do. Yeah. And it's not, you know, there's not doom and gloom and all of this stuff, and there's not the emotional tension that might have been with a, if you constructed your own roster. So I feel like that freshness is probably overflowing to the players a little bit. And then okay, well, we got ourselves in this prediction predicament. What are we going to do? And you know, the answer is play free, play aggressive, take your shot, you know, that sort of stuff. I don't see anyone looking over to the bench when something goes wrong. You know, he just, he's, he's put them out there, he understands stand stuff. And when you're in a position that Scott Ninnis has been in where you, you've already coached, you've, set, you've been able to step away from it for a while, you've come back in as an observer slash advisor for, um, you know, for the Sixers mm. this season, a little bit of last. He's had a good look. Yeah, and he's, at, he's, he's not a ranter and a raver. And, and even if he tried, it wouldn't be believable anyway. <laughs> you know, like, so I feel like there's a, there's a freshness and a, a confidence that I think he can instill there. And certainly playing that way, the, the players. So they're taking more aggressive shots. They're taking more risks on defense in terms of trying to force turnovers and that sort of stuff, particularly this game. And after the, you know, the first game um, came out and did a 1-2-2 two, two zone, which they would have had, I don't know, Two practices on, yeah. Maybe like he's having it. He's not just rolling it. Whatever yeah. they've got out, he's yeah. trying to change things. So, um, is, is yeah. there is there a potential that Scott Ninnis could coach this team next year? Oh, I'd imagine that there would be. Mm. You know, like uh, how how you know if they make the finals, like you'd be hard. You wouldn't be able to get rid of him if they started making the finals. Now that is unlikely. Mm. It's not impossible, but no. it is unlikely. But if they, you know. Brisbane Bullets are not a bad team. You know, at the start of the season, you would have predicted them to finish down the bottom, but they've had a really good... They're playing well. Yes. And they'd be disappointed with that loss because they would have penciled that one in as a, as a win. But um, Adelaide just... You know, they, they... Brisbane Bullets didn't play badly enough to lose that game. I thought Adelaide actually played good enough to win it. So that was a good sign. And, you know, getting 95 points... Is not something that the Sixers are used to either. You know, actually getting some points up on the board. I think it's the last three games I've scored over ninety. Yeah, so, so yeah. there you go, getting get, getting some three point shots up, and the three point percentages have gone significantly up. Yeah. So um, yeah, like what they're doing. What's Santa bringing you? 
don't know what Santa's bringing me. I've been, uh, I'm one of those classic, I don't need anything type of dads. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> if I, uh, oh, look, I've been, we've been smoking um, meats, you know, like doing, right. doing a lot of briskets and, and uh, you know, lamb shoulders and that sort of stuff. So might be time to up my game and get a, you know, some stuff around that just to, yeah, a smoker. Business. Yeah, no, I've got a smoker. Oh, you got a smoker. I've got a, I've got a, a baby smoker, which is just the size yeah. of a, I don't know, a big basketball. Really, so it's I'll just, grade it, really. it might, it might <laughs> be time to upgrade. But then I've been looking at how expensive those things are, and uh, yeah, don't know. We go, we go to Germany in the, in 30, the, in the old, new year. Yeah, old thirty sixes coach uh, Joey Wright has got a smoker, and we're having a conversation, and and I still remember it. We were up in Darwin doing a preseason. He's going, you ain't seen my smoker. <laughs> <laughs> it just always sticks with me. Well, uh, the Southern American style barbecue has taken over my world as well, so I can understand why it's it's like it's like fishing, you know, it's little, or, or or tasting red wine. It's always it's always different, you know, and a lot of things can go wrong in the process. So yeah. when you do it right, you can you be right to brag about it. Right, that was the day's play of a drink wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Uh, we'll wrap things up here. We'll throw to the highlights, but uh, it's been a fantastic day for the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, they get the win on Christmas Eve, 95-88. Thanks to Jason back in the studio. Reeves, you're always doing a great job. And uh, we will see you again in four days' time when the Wildcats come to town. John really, your mate, will bring his team, who's playing a lot better than what they were last time they were here. And uh, it should be a great game in four days' time. Merry Christmas to everyone. Have uh, a, a great day tomorrow. And we'll see you back here on the 28th. Wiley swings it to Trey Kell. Three on the shot clock. Takes the triple. To Humphreys. Top of the arc. Goes behind the back. Showing off the big man. Then falls away. Gets fouled by Harrison. He'll go to the line. Wiley. Swings it to Trey Kell. Three on the shot clock. Takes the triple. Trey Kell to the elbow. Makes the shot. Vasilovic the board. Thinks about taking on Baines. Lovely behind the back move. And tipped in by Wiley. Darling stay down and swatted out of court by Wiley. And he shakes the finger and says, no sir. McCarran threw it away. Sabic straight down the other end. Dunks it. Vasilovic to Kadeek. Lobbed it up for Wiley! Double team comes and he loses the ball. Screams in anguish. Back down the other end, playing defense now. McDaniel, tough shot. It's a pick from Humphreys. Goes back to the big who just strolls past. Almost ignored Mitch Norton who was standing there. Laid it in for two. Schuler wants a timeout. Nathan Sobey looking for it to get into the 30s. And you betcha. Takes him to 31 with a three-pointer. Now to Trey Kell. Eight on the shot clock. Wiley, the little floater's nice from him. He's been great tonight, Jacob Wiley. And he's up to 21 points. In the post was Humphrey's lovely little feed to Vasilovic. They have a connection, those two. Trey Kell to Wiley. Tried to feed Humphreys. Found him in the end. Humphreys, two more. Goes to Vasilovic. Dribbles to the foul line, dribbles back out, fakes the shot, makes the three! This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud, set your air conditioning from your phone.